Hey, it's Sandeep. Hey, it's Patrick. Welcome to Moments of Brilliance, a podcast about life, laughter, and raising daughters. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Moments of Brilliance. You'll notice we didn't have an episode last week. That is what happens when you have children. They get sick, you get busy. So sorry about that, but we will continue on this week. So this week's episode is a bit of a special one. We're calling this a podcast extra because it's on one specific topic that we've gotten a lot of views on. And that topic is all around sleeping in separate rooms. A lot of people seem really interested in this. We've had some questions. So that is what we're going to jump into today. Uh, Definitely um, a hot topic and a lot of interest on that one particular clip that we have put out on YouTube. So I'm excited to talk about that today. You know, there's a lot of a lot of different opinions on this topic. And, you know, Patrick, I just wanted to ask you, I, I know you, you and your wife sleep in separate rooms, right? We do, actually. Um, we have been sleeping in separate beds since um, my wife was pregnant with, uh, with our child. So it's been six and a half years now. Uh, so the way it actually started was when my wife was pregnant with our daughter, she had this huge body pillow um, and it took up a good chunk of our bed. We have a queen size bed, but it took up a good chunk because, you know, obviously as she got more pregnant, she got more uncomfortable. So she started to, to sort of sleep in the bed by herself. And I moved into the spare room. Well, after, you know, after Amelia was born, uh, Amelia slept in in the room with my wife in a bassinet. And of course, I had gone back to work and, you know, I was trying to get some sleep. I was still, of course, very close in the next room. My wife would text me in the middle of the night when she needed help with sleep, with with feeding, I should say. So I was always sort of in the next room, but it started a number of years ago. And then shortly after I was born, I got a, a CPAP machine, which is for sleep apnea. And if you remember the story, born, I actually went for the sleep test just before that. So that CPAP isn't quiet. When I take it off, it blows like a really loud burst of air. So if I get up to go to the bathroom in the night, which I'm over 40, that happens now, then it blows this really loud blast of air and it wakes my wife up. So after after we had my daughter, she slept in the bassinet. I was going to work. I tried to get some sleep. Then my daughter started co-sleeping with my wife for a while. So, you know, I was still so over time, it just sort of naturally progressed that I started sleeping in the other room. So when when my daughter was young and she started to sleep in her own crib every night, we tried to go back to sleeping in the same room, but we both noticed that the sleep wasn't as good. We were waking each other up like we've got a nice mattress and we weren't doing that, but it was just from my CPAP, from getting up. We weren't used to having somebody else in the bed. So we started sleeping separate and we noticed that our sleep quality was better. We both were a little happier in the morning. We weren't maybe fighting as much because we weren't so tired. So it really started quite organically about us sort of sleeping in separate rooms. And we still do it to this day. Now, when we have people over for Christmas or we go on vacation, we do sleep in the same bed uh, and it's fine because obviously on vacation, you're nice and relaxed anyway, so it doesn't matter. But like, you know, we have relatives stay for Christmas. We sleep in the same bed. It's weird and we both kind of notice it. Um, so we do sleep in in separate rooms pretty much uh, every night uh, of the year. So it's kind of interesting. What about Sundeep? We haven't, we, we've talked about me before, but do you and your wife sleep in the same bed? bed or do you sleep in separate beds like what's what's your scenario over there my wife and i 
when our when our daughters were born, we we practiced that whole sleep schedule thing. And for a, from a very young age, we tried to get them in their rooms to sleep alone. And we also followed a schedule when they were really, really young, like under one, to get them in the habit of doing so. And so by the time one, each one of them was one, they were sleeping in their own rooms. Um, so my my one daughter is five and the other one's three. So they're only 22 months apart. So if you can imagine, like by the time we had our second child, our first child was just about to turn two. So, so we had them... Um, we had my first daughter sleeping okay, and it was going great. Uh, she was in her room, and we finally got our bed back. Uh, like we were, we, me, my wife and I were sleeping in the same bed again, and it was great. Um, and that that's just how like we we were. Like we when we got married, we slept in the same bed. Um, fortunately, you know, like we, we don't have snoring problems or a sleep apnea machine or anything like that um, to to keep one another awake so so we were fortunate to sleep in the same bed and that that's just that that was our norm um around the time when our second daughter came home um i don't know but everything went out the window so our first daughter i guess because you know the baby was sleeping in our room in a crib next to us or sorry in a bassinet um bassinet and crib uh, our first daughter just like Burst, burst open her door every night and would just run into our room. And, you know, if, if you know anything about like, you know, a newborn, she's constantly going to be waking up. She's constantly going to be crying. And that means you're always going to be up. You're going to be, you know, constantly crying internally, probably. Um, so <laughs> that is actually true. You do cry a lot as a new parent. But anyways, that, that's a topic for another day. That's a whole nother episode. Um, yeah, but so so our, my first daughter would come in the room. My second daughter would be, you know, brand new to this household and, you know, we all be in the same room and we just thought, you know, at the time, you know, let's, let's work, get back on the sleep schedule when, you know, our second daughter is a little bit older and, uh, but you know, time goes on and you need your sleep and, you know, you, you could try to fight it. And if, if you do and you succeed, you know, hats off to you. But, uh, we decided, you know, let's just, you know, we need our sleep. Let's just all sleep together. It, it is what it is in, in a few months time we'll try again and so a few months time did come around we tried again um you know my second daughter was getting older and she started sleeping in her own room around one so then we started putting my first daughter back in back in her own room and that worked and i think we had like a good two three weeks of that and then all of a sudden two three weeks nice yeah nice. yeah i know like in those two three weeks we were just like everybody's down and we're tippy toeing and we're just like looking at each other and we're like you know like dancing up and down quietly and we're like all right time to get our life back together um uh, yeah two three weeks go by and then uh our oldest daughter you know she just opens her door and she just marches back in and she, you know we tried we tried for a couple of months to like have her back in her room but monsters was a new thing that was that a oh, fear she had developed in. yes the monsters yes those man those monsters eh so, always the with the monsters so here we go again and so we our first daughter sleeping in our room again so it's the three of us but our second daughter is sleeping sound asleep all by herself in the in the other room so i think we had a good year year and a half maybe of that uh where you know it was just the three of us and we, we were okay with that because, you know, our first daughter, our second daughter was learning to sleep on her own and we, we figured we can reteach our first daughter. Um, so when it came time to like, you know, try to put them both back in their own rooms, I don't know when it was probably around the age of two for my second daughter that she just decided, you know, this is it. I, I don't know. I don't want to stay in my room anymore. 
you know, I want to be with mommy and daddy. So it, it was a whole new, uh, a whole new chapter. They both started coming in our rooms and they both started wanting to sleep with us. And, you know, you can just imagine like, you know, like going through these cycles for the, for the last five years, we, we were, you know, we tried and, you know, we, we didn't give up, but we said, okay, you know what, just come in our rooms and let's just all try to get a good night's sleep because, you know, without a good night's sleep in the morning, Nobody wants to be around you if you're cranky, right? And that Correct. goes for adults Correct. and children. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that so, is true. So that that that's what happened, and that is currently what's happening. And so now we find that you know four people sleeping in one bed is ridiculous, and it's hard, and you're always getting kicked or nudged or you know like I I gouged or something. So <laughs> you, gouged. Yeah. Not, is is I'm, that your is that your wife doing that to you though? Like on purpose? I'm serious. My my youngest daughter the other day had stuck her finger in my eye while I was sleeping. <laughs> so so yeah. So we were um we were uh so we decided, you know, like okay, so we have their bedrooms. We're going to use them. So two of us, one adult, one child sleeps in one room and you know, the others sleep in our bedroom. And then we realized, oh my gosh, okay, so every night is a different night because one of them wants to sleep with the other adult, you know, the other parent, I should say, the other parent. So we're always rotating. So whether or not we're like, we're we're rotating who's sleeping in what room. So some nights we get a good night's sleep because our, our you know, we have a nice bed in our bedroom. Um, you know, it's, it's a nice king size bed, plush blanket and everything. So like we look forward to sleeping in this room. But when it's time to go in the kids' room, you know, it's not like they don't have a good bed. They have a nice queen-size bed also. But, you know, it's just that comfort that you have. Uh, it's gone. And so, like, for the past year, I would say now, we've been just been rotating through rooms and playing, like, musical bedrooms all night, every night, and just, like, trying to find comfort. Um, but it seems to be working. Um, it's not ideal, but we know it's not forever. Uh, I think my wife and I would like to get back into sleeping in the room together um, and have our kids sleeping in their rooms. And we just want to teach them that independence. Um, but at the same time, I will say like, in, there were nights where I slept all by myself in a separate room just because, you know, like I needed to, for example, wake up early in the morning to do something. Um, and I would say, you know what, I'm not going to lie. That was really, really good sleep. <laughs> yeah. Don't you sometimes sleep like in your youngest daughter's small bed by yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I've done that too. And, and at, you know, at, like it is really good sleep. I'm not going to lie, like it's undisturbed. But then on the other end, my wife is sleeping with two kids, right? And so like you got to balance it out, like, okay, so now we got to take turns if if we want to do it that way too. Uh, so so, so a lot. really, I mean, your your sleeping scenario is not by choice. Um, yeah. Yours is really mo more by your kid's choice. Um, and would you say, is it having an impact on your marriage at all? Or is it you're, it's just something you're getting through? Like, is it having an, that impact? Oh, yeah, good question. Um, I personally say, you know, to my wife, like, I, I can't wait till we can sleep in our same bed together. You know, I, I miss that closeness that we have, um, even though that we, even though when we do sleep, we we have like a huge gap in between us because it's a king size bed. But we just like being in the same room together. Um, so but my wife, on the other hand, she she keeps reminding me, it's like, let's just get through this phase because they're going through something and we just 
got to be there for them. And so, so in that sense, I agree. And like, we're trying to work on this together. We're, you know, like we're eventually, we know that the kids are going to be back in their own room when we don't know. And hopefully it's not too long. And we keep hinting to them that one day it's going to come that you guys have to try just maybe even if you want to sleep together, you can go to one room and sleep together. So we're trying to build that. Um, in That's interesting. Of, yeah. In terms of like, is it affecting our relationship? I think because of the communication we're having, that it's a little bit, um, I guess it's a little bit easier to like know what the other person's thinking and know that, you know, our goal is, you know, this isn't our forever. Um, so one day, you know, things will go back to normal. But I would say if you didn't have that conversation and, and you just held it in internally, like you, I don't know, maybe you, you might be a little bit resentful, you know, to the situation and to the other person and, you know, maybe even towards the kids or something. So I'm glad that we, you know, we talked it out before all that. Um, how about you? Like, uh, did you, uh, did you have, uh, it sounded like you had an open conversation before, you know, before all of this too. A bit of, you know what, and that's an interesting question because we, it just kind of started to happen, um, because of the space and, you know, I wasn't sleeping well and my wife wasn't sleeping well. So we, ha we didn't have one at the beginning and there was a bit of that, well, are you ever coming back kind of <laughs> vibe going on? Uh, but when we started to talk about it over time, we started to realize, oh, this is actually good for us. So when we did have that communication, um, there wasn't really an impact uh, on our marriage uh, at all, to be honest with you. And I think there certainly I think communication was the key because at one point there was a bit of, well, why do you get to sleep in a separate bed? Because some nights my daughter will crawl in with my wife or some nights my daughter wants my wife to crawl in with her. It's never daddy. She never wants daddy. Uh, she never wants to sleep with daddy. Um, always wants to go sleep with my wife or have her come and sleep with her. And you know, my, my daughter has like a twin bed. So sometimes it's like my wife gets a sliver because my daughter's starfish is <laughs> in the bed. So there was some of that. But what I think, you know, my wife has done is tried to minimize that as much as possible and, you know, sort of forces her to sleep by herself and says, okay, you can only sleep in my bed once in a while, which is a little different than your scenario. But certainly in our case, it was a conscious choice to sleep apart. And it it had an initial impact. And then when we talked about it, we both realized that it was actually good for us and it was good for our marriage to be sleeping apart. And I think that that's one thing that as I thought about it, I actually did some research to say, like, am, are we weird? Is this strange for us? So I, I, I talked, A, I talked to a couple of friends and I actually have two other, two or three other acquaintances that have slept in separate beds for years and they have great marriages. And, you know, I actually looked up some articles, you know, I, I did talk to my therapist briefly about it. Not too much. And I mean, it was fine. And, and basically her advice was kind of what we were saying, which is make sure you communicate. But the other thing I did, too, is I also looked up some articles on the web and I wanted to make sure they were from a reputable source. So I actually read an article from Psychology Today, and I'm going to read you a little excerpt from it now because I think it really shows what we're talking about. Now, this article, again, is from Psychology Today. It's from an, uh, a gentleman named Aaron Benziv, I believe is how you pronounce it, from March 1st, 2022. So if anybody's listening and you want to look it up, that's how you... The title is actually called Why Sleeping Apart Could help more couples stay together. And I, and the article is a little more about at a distance, but the same theory applies. And I, I the quick the you know the quick excerpt, excerpt goes as more and more contemporary couples enter long distance relationships due to work, 
or other considerations, the time apart might save as many marriages as it destroys. Finding the right distance is crucial for a satisfactory romantic relationship. Distance has its cost, but a mutually desired distance can minimize the impact of other negative outcomes. Determining an appropriate distance is not easy, but doing so eases the enormous burden placed on lovers in intimate relationships. Again, it is the balance that's the bottom line. So I think to to kind of sum up what uh, Dr. Benziv is saying is what we've said. It has to be mutually agreed upon. You have to communicate. And if you're both happy with it, it can actually be good for your marriage versus bad for your marriage to sleep separately. And I think, again, communication is the key. Now, I believe, um, Sandeep, you have also looked up something because you did a little research before this, too. And I think you said you saw or heard uh, uh, read uh, or heard a TED talk. You want to sum that up a little bit, too, as we kind of close out this 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 topic? Yeah, because you know what? Just like you, I was wondering, is this normal? You know, like, is what we're doing normal? Like, is it going to hurt our relationship in the long run? Um, is it going to, you know, create a divide or hold any resentment against the other person? So, yeah, I did a little bit of research myself. And what I learned was, you know, it's more societal perceptions versus scientific reality. And I was watching a TED talk by uh, a woman named Dr. Wendy M. Troxel. And it was, um, it was in 2020 when she made this TED talk. And she, Really, she spoke about, you know, the challenges between societal beliefs that sleeping together in a shared bed is essential for a relationship versus, you know, scientific beliefs. And I think what it came down to was um, she emphasized the importance of prioritizing sleep in relationships, encouraging honest communication and flexibility in sleeping arrangements. Ultimately, she advocates for viewing sleep as a crucial aspect of overall health and a potential foundation for a stronger, healthier relationship. And I could see that, you know, even when I talk to you, Patrick, I can see that because, you know, you guys communicated about it. I mean, it happened organically as, you know, you were in the motions of things and so did we. And I found that, you know, if you do that, it's a lot more healthier. Um, I find, you know, I mean, just think about it. Just if you don't have a good night's sleep, I mean, or let's say your partner doesn't have a good night's sleep and you wake up the next day and they're all groggy and grouchy. And it's like, you know, like you're dealing with another child almost you're like, why do you want to be around this person? You almost want to say to them, can you just go have a, a nap or something? So, so like, you know, like it, it's almost like you got to look at this. And I think I got this from the video. The TED talk was you got to think of this as not like a sleep divorce, but like a, a sleep alliance. So like everyone sleeps differently, like, you know, right. You, some people are night owls and they want to stay up late and, you know, something that you should, you should just let them do. Right. I mean, like you, you shouldn't have a say in it anyways, really. Like if they want to stay up late and they want to do their own thing, let them. Right. Um, Everyone has different sleep patterns and sleep behaviors and things like that. So, you know, rather than thinking of it as a, you know, oh my gosh, we're never going to sleep in the same room together. It's, this is like a divorce in our sleep. No, it's an alliance in our sleep. So it's just the perception and how you look at it. Um, and, you know, also think about it this way. It's an investment in your relationship. If you're happier in the morning and it helps throughout the day that you're a present, happy person, then it's an investment. It's a positive investment in your relationship, is it not? It's versus you know being that grouchy you know being that grouchy unpleasant person that you know you have to just tolerate throughout the day you know so yeah absolutely and i think yeah and i think really that you know that is the final thought so for anybody out there who is thinking about it talk about it um and certainly by no means are sundeep and i you know psychologists 
uh, PhDs, anything like that. But we're giving you our personal experience and giving you what we've read. And certainly what's working for me is very different than Sandeep's uh, situation, which is kind of forced on by the children, but they're, you're keeping it happy and they've communicated. Whereas my situation is we have chosen to sleep in separate beds because we were getting better sleep and found that we were uh, having a better relationship because of it. So it's just something that uh, you have to talk about. And I think that's the you know, super important part. So do what works for your marriage. Don't worry about what societal norms say should happen. And certainly if you are having issues, talk to somebody, talk to a therapist, talk to, um, you know, a, a psychiatrist, talk to someone if you feel like you're having some troubles with it. And, you know, talk to a friend. You'll find that this is pretty normal, quote unquote, um, in society. And what you see on TV or what you see in movies about people being super blissful and sleeping together in the same bed all the time. That's just uh, TV romantic love. And, you know, life is different than that. And, and that's really all I'll say on that subject. So I think with that, Sundeep, we thank you for listening today. Hope you enjoyed this podcast extra. And we will certainly be back with our regular episodes next week. Uh, so with that, I want to say thank you and hope you have a good day. Thank you everyone for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Moments of Brilliance, a podcast about life, laughter, and raising daughters.